Okay, okay, okay. Versatile vigilante man, young Vince, Uncle Vinny. <laughs> got a very special episode today. We yes, got sir. Sumit, the CEO of Sandy's <laughs> Hot Sauce. How are you, bro? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We got it. the bottles right here. Yes, sir. It's great we stuff. We also have some little treats right beside us. So what we're going to do today, little Hot Ones yep. inspired episode. We got Sumit's two, flavored of, two flavors of sauces there. Yep. Pop them on some wings and we'll have a little chat. 100%. So cheers to that, man. Cheers to that. There we go. Taking small bites. Yeah. This is veggie, by the way. So keeping it healthy. Fire. How's that for the first Fire. bite? Oh, yeah. Definitely feel the, the heat coming in. So before we even start off with the interview, mm -hmm. explain your sauces a little bit. What are these flavors? Definitely. Um, yeah. So this first one here, the black one is uh, mustard hot sauce. Um this is like the main, that's actually, this is actually the first one I, I started. Um, so this is like a little bit more on the milder side, um, has a little mustard base to it. So a lot of people like to use it with like marinating chicken or even just like putting a little bit on sandwiches. Um, so I actually ran with that and a lot of people loved it a lot. But I was getting a lot of feedback saying, um, you know, it's not hot enough, you know, especially people who have a acquired taste. So of course, listening to the customers. I decided to uh, create a new product called the Island Heat. Um, so this one specifically is just... It's more of a spicy base, so it's not really much mustard into it. So it's uh, real spicy, has a real like, high kick to it. This is a little bit more of a quieter taste, especially if you know you like spice a lot. That one's perfect for you. But if you're right in the middle, the best seller man is the mustard, the mustard one. So one. yeah, so it's pretty good. I've, as we're talking, man, I feel like <laughs> I feel it coming in. You it's a I mean? very so I've tried both of these before the Absolutely. show. And definitely the mustard's more mild, but the taste in the the hot one is still there, which I fuck with. It's not like a stupid heat. No. It's, but I feel like there's some sauces where it's just purely meant Pure, for yeah. hot, you know? Yeah, I feel like a lot of time people, when they make hot sauce, they just look at the heat, but they don't uh, talk about the flavor. or they don't, Exactly. You know, but, but the mustard one, of course, has a mustard base. There's like garlic in there. There's, you know, salt. There's sugar. So there's a whole array of, uh, you know, um, flavors in there. So it's really, you know... And it's actually very original too, like the Caribbean, you know, taste. So it's it's made of Scotch bonnet peppers, which is a big staple in the you know Caribbean cuisine. So you know, it targets that that as well. So it's very authentic, very you know homemade as well. Yeah, I, I like I said, I I did the first one. I got a lot of feedback, and a lot of people loved it. So you know, just kept going from there. Love it, bro. So for the audience, we will be taking bites throughout the show. Yeah. But I absolutely want to kind of get to the bottom of, of Suma and where his business started with Sandy's Hot Sauce. So first and foremost, bro, mm -hmm. what's your like? What's your culture? You mentioned you touched on Caribbean. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm I'm Guyanese. So I actually I was born in Guyana. I grew up in Canada. Um. But yeah. So growing up Guyanese, um. You know, my mom and stuff. We made a lot of you know Caribbean uh, West Indian cuisine. Um. So like I said, spice is a big staple in uh, you know Guyana culture so just going from there I grew up eating all sorts of array of spices um, you know pickled you know garnishes and all that so you know these type of condiments are always in in, in the food so it, it's it's the second nature to me Love in that it. sense you know and with Sandy's when did you actually start bro take me through take yeah. me through before you even made your first bottle like take me through how this how this came up yeah came about. so that's a great question Vinny so the Way back, I should uh, I should say how this came about was my dad actually started a uh, company about 30 years ago called Prestige uh, in Guyana, and he also sold hot sauce. He sold um, mixed essences, you know, other different condiments, various uh, Caribbean condiments. Um, and his bestseller was um, hot sauce. When we immigrated to Canada, uh, logistically, we were in these uh, West Indian grocery stores, but not as much because we were predominantly in the Caribbean, Guyana, 
and uh, Trinidad and whatnot. Um, but a lot of people through word of mouth they loved the prestige hot sauce because it was a big staple in their you know and their families. Um, so it had a really big name. Um, and growing up, you know, my dad was always that guy who sold hot sauce or he sold essences. And I saw, you know, the uh, the pros and uh, a little bit of the cons as well of running a business, but the pros as well of, you know, owning your own business and having, a, you know, a brand to your name. And I really like that. I like the idea of owning your own, you know, owning your own company and being your own boss in that sense. Um, obviously, the recipe is a family recipe, so it's very near and dear to me. Um, so from there, I decided to branch off of my dad's recipe. I tweaked it a little bit to my own interpretation. And of course, I rebranded it entirely myself. So I am, uh, the foundation of my hot sauce is Prestige, my dad's company. However, I decided to rebrand it my entire, you know, uh, myself. And a little fun fact, I'm not sure if you know of it, but Sandy's is actually my mom's name. So I was actually sitting there one time, and I was thinking about what name should I give this hot sauce, you know. I was thinking about something to do with like Caribbean or something to do with like maybe my name, but nothing is wrong off the tongue. And then uh, my dad said my mom's name in the in the house, and then she called he called her, and then I was like Sandy's, that's perfect, perfect name as you know nice umbrella name. It's easy to pronounce. Um, it has a little ties to when you think of Sandy, you think of the beach yep. of sand, so it all ties in together. And I think it's perfect, a nice simple short name. And of course, uh, my mom has you know an emotional factor to it, so. Yeah, man, started from there. It's only been about a few years, so it's very slow right now. It's very small. Um, but I'm seeing, like I said, I'm seeing a lot of uh, growth. And yeah, man, it's, it's, it's coming pretty good. Amazing, bro. I didn't, yeah. know, uh, I didn't know how deep the family ties were yeah. with, the, with the company. So that's amazing to hear. So as a kid, was this something that you would ever think of? Like maybe not even having your own hot sauce brand, but owning your own business. Was that something you thought of? Um, sort of. Like, my dad always pushed the idea of owning your own business because he was a business owner and he showed me the pros of it. The one thing he always told me, he said, Sumit, if you want to go to vacation tomorrow, you don't have to call into your boss and get it approved. You can just book a flight. And that also, like, you know, that resonated with me a lot because of, it was true. I saw my dad, if you want to go to, you know, New York or Florida, he could just go. Right? He didn't have to, you know, talk to anybody about it. So that was really... You know, that resonated with me. But in regards to owning this specific hot sauce, never that. I always, when I grew up, I wanted to be a lot of things. I wanted to be a chef. I wanted to be a police officer. You know, when you're kids, yeah. you, you know, you think about these wild things. But um, it only came into light about a few years ago. And, you know, like I said, the name was was, was really well known. Um, and it's, it's almost of a legacy, per se, you know. And a lot of people say, hey, you know, your dad's doing this. You should take over. Um, a lot of people were saying, you know, my dad's getting older, maybe I should take over the business in Guyana. I even thought about that as well, but I wanted to, you know, go my go down my own path and also, you know, have my dad and his business as support as well. But I had a lot of things in my mind, but this only came about into fruition about, you know, a few years ago. Oh, no. I really like that idea where you're taking the tradition, but you're putting a new spin on it. You're, Absolutely. You're making it your own, but it's still got that family influence. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's. Uh, I always think of it as an analogy. You know, you have, you're at, you're, you have a tree and you have the branches and the branches itself are supported by the foundation of the tree trunk itself. So if you look at that into or like, you know, in relation to family, like you have a foundation in your family, but if you are the branch, you're branching off doing your own thing. Exactly. Type of thing. So you're supported by your family, but you're your own person. Makes the whole tree stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent, bro. Excellent. So with the actual creation of the sauce, mm -hmm. are you the one literally physically making the sauce? Absolutely. I'm the one doing everything. I actually, it's such a tedious process, Vinny. Like when I get a, a, a bunch of, uh, an order of raw peppers, I actually have to individually pick off the stem 
of each pepper because we can't blend that. So that's a tedious process of, of going through like, I would say thousands of individual peppers, just picking them off, um, blending it myself, putting in uh, all the ingredients, a um, little bit of, you know, secret ingredient as well <laughs> to make it good. So everything's done by me as well as like the, uh, you know, the marketing, you know, posting on Instagram, doing the sales and all that. So it's all done by me. But uh, I hope to, I hope within the next few years, I, I'm able to expand, maybe get a few members on, on my uh, team. Um, but for now, yeah, it's just a, a solo, solo thing. Good for you, bro. I love seeing, I love seeing young, young businesses, Absolutely. man. It's passion of the product. You know, Definitely. it's not, you can clearly tell with you too. It's not just about making money. It's of mm -hmm. course a big, a big aspect to it, but mm -hmm. you see the passion you have for it. Willing Absolutely. to put in that groundwork is, is commendable, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I don't think this is just it. Like I, I, you know, when you have a brand and you want to sell the brand, you want to expand it to different things. So I always have these, these ideas in my mind. Maybe you can have a, a Sandy's restaurant, you know, or Absolutely. You know, different adding different uh, products to the land. Maybe, you know, we were talking about before, like maybe jerk seasoning or barbecue sauce or even ketchup, mustard. You know, it, the possibilities are endless, you know. They really are. And when you first start opening the door, then yes. you see those Absolutely. possibilities. It's interesting, bro. I have other business like shout out Bioball in here. Oh, nice. Even yeah. shout out Team 24-7. All these guys, are, and including yourself, no yeah. matter what the business is, there's a, a common denominator. Like, we got it. let's start it off ourselves, yeah. see what we can do with it, and we learn so much. Absolutely, yeah. Like, these, like, small businesses, they just... It's it's dollar and dream. I think J Cole yeah. said that, right? Yeah, for real. So bro. once you have that dollar and you have that, sorry, once you have that dream first, you have that one dollar. That's all you need. You just keep going from there. Um, oh, these are great. I was looking at this when I first came in, like this little plan. I I, I love it. Yeah, you know? shout out to them, bro. And and that's the cool thing about doing what you're doing too. Yeah. Opportunity to meet other businesses, helping each other out. Absolutely. Everyone's trying to do the same thing, really. Absolutely. And with that being said, I've noticed it might be a little bit controversial to say, but. I noticed when I'm in this industry, uh, people who are also in this uh, same similar uh, business, it uh, tends to be a little bit of a head-to-head -head competition, okay. right? who can do better and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Vinny, but I find it, especially in the GTA in Canada, um, the culture of supporting one another isn't as prominent as you would think like in the US. Um, a lot of people might agree with this in regards to the music industry. I do know a lot of young up-and-coming up rappers, they don't get the support as they normally would think that they would have. Um, same thing applies to small businesses. You know, I've seen or heard a lot of things about uh, my brand that people have said. Um, of course, it doesn't affect me as much because I know the value of my product. But um, it's not always rainbows and sunshine, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I'm glad you touched on it, bro, yeah. because it takes a very strong person to, to be able to understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to get some hate. I've said this before. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to do something positive, you're going to sign up for some shit that comes Absolutely. And and you can't take the you can't take the positive too, yeah. Like the positive support's amazing, but you have to keep humble. And that negative, you kind of have to be able to brush it off. Absolutely, I, and even like whenever I even get negative reviews, I also take into consideration as well. Like, what can I do better? Yeah. But then you also have to filter out like what is, who is giving you actual constructive criticism and who is actually talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, that you have to filter off yourself and see you know what is real, what is fake. In that you, sense, you're 100 percent right. But would you feel like? Do you feel like the support outweighs the the criticisms? 100 percent. I'm actually like I'm I'm really blessed. I have a, when I first started this, all my friends like support me right from the beginning. Said this is awesome, you know, because they whenever they come to my house and you know we barbecue we or we cook dinner like they had my dad's hot sauce. 
they always loved it. Yeah. So when I told them, hey, like I'm doing this for myself, they 100% they they supported. So I had a really good support system with all my friends, even my family, and all my si- my siblings and stuff. They supported me. Like I would go to uh, uh, venues, I go to like uh, Christmas markets, and then my sisters would always support me with uh, doing all that. So. I like to think that I have a really good support system, you know. Um, but of course, with the support system comes with the constructive criticism sure. of what we can do better. And I, again, I'm really grateful for that as well. It's true, bro. Mm-hmm. Especially if you, if if if, if it makes sense. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you know what? That is a good idea. Maybe yeah. I can improve on that. But you're 100 percent right, bro. You yeah. do have to have a filter on there. Mm-hmm. Um, the the support. It's interesting, but I think things are improving slowly, bro. With every, every a lot of people are seeming to have like a little side thing going on and. Mm. You know, if we could support with different products, different Absolutely. communities, set set everyone up on a good. Product. I mean, hey, like the way I would say we're talking about before, the way the uh, the housing market is, like you have to have some sort yeah. of like side income just to get something going, right? Because housing market's crazy, gas is crazy. I saw just the other day, I was driving here, it's like one sixty a liter. Bro, it's gonna go to two bucks. Yeah, man. <laughs> For by summertime, like I'm staying home. Like <laughs> I'm not going out nowhere. If it's two dollars a liter, I'm not going anywhere, man. No, it's true, bro. And and you know what? Side income, super important. But even just a positive outlet for your time. Yes. Just put your time towards good use, bro. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but I, I much prefer trying to build something than just trying to, like, watch TV and shit, Absolutely. you know? I, don't get me wrong. I like the days where I, uh, you know, Friday night, I'm just trying to watch TV. Like, for sure. I would like to think if you, a lot of people, they work a lot. But if you have, like, that one day for you, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I was talking to one of my friends and um, their dad. I was talking to him, and he's a carpenter and he like works a lot, right? He all people are always calling him to do jobs. And he told me he said, "Sumit, whenever I go to the gym, I shut off my my phone and I have that one hour to myself, and nobody t- nobody can bug me." I love that, right? He said that he's like, "I don't care. You can have all." He's he's a very giving person. He said, "You can take all the time you want, but I have that one hour and that's my hour." Right? And I really like that. But um, it's kind of crazy to think that you know we we give a lot, but we don't only have time for ourselves. You know, you're not at your best if you're just going, going, going all Absolutely. the time. It's a it's a balance that I think will always be adjusting in our lives. You Absolutely. Know? Well, I don't know if you want kids one day, but, you know, if you do, that's going to change Something your life. Day. Always going to be changes coming up. bro. 100%. Like I see like like my sister, Alyssa, she has a kid. and I see how how difficult it is to raise it like just one child. So imagine like two or three kids. Oh, man. Like with trying to run a business yeah trying to pay the bills you know yeah she has a little side business of her own she, she makes like um door like signs for doors she makes like custom mugs and stuff nice. so that's her little side job so i see how hard it is to balance all that you know um but who's to say in 10 years where we're gonna be that's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. bro it is hard but yeah. everything worth doing is difficult you 100%. Know? That, that brings also the most reward 100 percent. i don't think like i don't think anything in this life i could say is easy no it's not right. worth doing if it's easy bro. exactly and if it's easy, people would have done it already. You know yes. what I, mean? I have a thing on my show called Cliche Gang. Yeah. You mentioned cliches every and and it's <laughs> it's funny because bro, these cliches are so true. Bro. Yeah. They've been around a hundred years and they're so true. It's hundred percent true. I think about it all the time. Like if people if making hot sauce and sun it was easy, everyone would be doing it, it's right? True. Uh of course a lot of hurdles when it comes to this, like from all aspects, from like logistically speaking to like manufacturing to like sales. There's always difficulties, all of it, you know, especially if you're a one-man show, doing it all by yourself, it, it, it has its troubles. But I'll be honest, man, Vinny, when I, um, when people buy my products and when they dig into it and say, oh, man, I love it, it's the best hot sauce, that's what really motivates me. That's what keeps me going. Amazing, bro. Yeah. It, it shows you that you're really capable of big things. Absolutely. And I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about quitting, like, down the road so many times because of how hard it is. Um, but then I, when I think about that, I also resort to, like, the 
positive customer feedback that I received, and and I also think about if I were to quit, how how much people would be disappointed. I'm sure you'll be pretty mad For yourself sure, if I bro. said, "Hey, man, I'm out of the business," right? You know what, bro? When you like even looking at these bottles, like yeah. I'm super impressed. Like that's store quality bottles. Yeah, absolutely. You obviously have come a long way. Why stop now? You know? Absolutely. Why stop now? And I would say that to anybody, and I hope you would say that to me <laughs> as well. Like, let's just keep going, man. Absolutely. Like, I see like the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I have a vision of mine, you know, to to have Sandy's as an actual brand. Like, I don't want it to just be a hot sauce. I want it to be an actual brand. Like, you look at uh, Sri Racha or even Frank's. They have a they have a slogan. I put that shit on everything. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. it's, it's a staple in the culture. So I want that as well. You know, I want to sell the brand as it is. You know, you look at it. Even some companies like Nike, like it's actually a lifestyle. I'm saying just do it. You know, they they've branded an entire lifestyle of of athletic athletic. Oh jeez, athletics. <laughs> yeah, bro. Tongue twister. Um, but you know what I mean. Like I want to be like that. You know, I have the brand. Like have like when you like think of hot sauce, you think of Sandy's. For sure. You know what I mean, bro. that's what I want to get. Even we we shouted out Hot Ones. Man, Hot Ones started off as just like a random YouTube show and it eventually Absolutely. became a huge monster. And there's no way those guys could have predicted it. Absolutely. But you think they weren't thinking like, man, maybe we could do something here. Absolutely. Everything, again, everything was just an idea. Exactly. Like, hey, let's just sit down and get some hot wings and just like shoot the shit. And it spiraled down to like a crazy thing. And by the way, guys, like the, uh, the hot sauce we're eating right now is the mustard hot sauce, which is why it's open. I was telling Vinny before, I don't know if you can see, but they put in that much hot. Yeah. <laughs> so as I'm eating, bro, I'm like low-key dying. You're sweating in here, <laughs> yeah. you know, turned up the heat. I don't know if, uh, man, if I, if I put this one, we wouldn't be able to, <laughs> to talk right that now. One, yeah, that one's for after hours, yeah. bro. <laughs> 100%. You know? But I really like, I, I, f- I fuck with the flavor. I've told yeah. you many times. I have the bottles at home too, enjoying yeah. those heavily. But yeah, bro, the... There's no such thing as like a, a like a stu- stupid idea, bro. Yeah. If you're willing to put the time in and it's positive, you know, if mm-hmm. you're trying to put your time towards something positive, mm-hmm. absolutely huge chances for you. I was actually looking into like the the psychological things of of selling. Like when I was working at uh, like I was at a Christmas market, for example. Yeah. Um, it's a, a Caribbean Christmas market, and I noticed the other people that were selling items. They were, for example, the lady was selling cupcakes. Um, she wasn't selling cupcakes individually. She was selling cupcakes as a, in a box of six. Now, psychologically, if someone's walking around a Christmas market, they wouldn't want to carry a box of six. They would want to maybe eat one individual cupcake. If that person were to sell that individually, she would actually have made more money, you know, selling it individually yeah, as opposed to selling a box. So, the lady, it's so crazy that the, the convenience of, of a product also is a deciding factor. And that's why this product, I believe, it was for that uh, Christmas market was great because... It doesn't really expire, you know. It doesn't have no expiration date. It's made of vinegar. Um, it's one bottle. It's enclosed. You can put it in your pocket. It's very convenient to have, and therefore that's why I, I found a lot of success, uh, you know, at the markets. But uh, all these things, all these factors that come into play, you know, Absolutely. when you're selling a product. Absolutely, bro. Yeah. Was, was that the first market you took Sandy's to? Yeah, the first Caribbean market. It was uh, done by a. It was hosted by a group of girls, a group of women, I should say, by the name of Brown Girl Diaries, BG Diaries. Uh, essentially, they advocate for uh, women's rights and uh, you know equality. Right. Um, and because they're uh, Caribbean based, they actually uh, host events such as that. So they had a Indo Caribbean market where the products and services are sold were um, Caribbean owners. So of course I was fortunate, very fortunate to be one of the products. There's a lot of other products like again like cupcakes. Uh, some people were selling crystals, like um, spiritual crystals, and all that. It was actually really interesting. Um, so and like I said, when I was there, I found my I found a, to be really successful 
at the market just because it's crazy i think this is having a convenient product like i i noticed a lot of people with this hustle and bustle lifestyle they don't want to be inconvenienced you know what i mean yep. so if it's, a, if it's a quick transaction they don't mind doing it if they like the product and it's quick and easy they'll do it um that's why you see don't see a lot of people like subscribing to like emails or anything because they find it inconvenient um but yeah, like I said, this product, it was real quick and easy, so a lot of people loved it. I actually had a, um, a taste testing section, so Smart. I had some crackers, poured a little bit of hot sauce on it. They loved it, of course, Said, and then they just went from there. So yeah, man, it was a great success. I hope to be doing this all throughout the year, especially uh, during Caravana weekend. Yep. Um, that's a big, a lot of people come uh, across the world. Um, so fingers crossed, man. Hopefully I can get into uh, you know fingers some of the crossed, venues there. Bro. I think the slowly coming out of these lockdowns i think people are hungry for mm-hmm. fun bro 100 percent. especially the weather coming up yeah you know? man i think we're sitting potentially on a gold mine bro mm-hmm. absolutely. absolutely like i said before like during uh uh caravan time a lot of people are supporting small businesses as well so um yeah i definitely think so as well a lot of people love it absolutely bro even going to the market it's cool too because you're just putting yourself in a different situation you know mm-hmm. giving yourself another chance to grow absolutely meet some new businesses potentially meet yeah. some new people it's those types of experiences are so valuable man absolutely like i during that event I actually networked with a lot of other small businesses and it was great we we're all in the same boat you know like as small business trying to make it so we all were very like-minded people which i really loved um there was no competition at all just because we all are in different industries um, so it was really great to network with them. I still actually reach out to a few of them up to now, um, just to see how business is going. I follow all of them on social media. Um, so it was great to have like you know a bunch of like-minded individuals just you know having one specific goal, um, and we're not stepping on each other's toes. You know what I mean? Exactly, man. Everyone can eat. Everyone can eat. Exactly that. Everyone yeah. can eat. Everyone's doing their own respective thing. So it's great, and I love seeing the, the the variety of different businesses that people think of. Is people are very creative out there. It's true, bro. It's uh, just for the people watching. Subin and I, we know each other from working yeah. in, in corporate sales. You know, yeah. and I don't know about you, but working in corporate sales showed me some some real strategies too. Absolutely. Where it's like, yo, sometimes you're not gonna get that sale. Mm-hmm. right off the bat but you planting the seed a couple weeks couple months absolutely a year down the road they'll remember you and that time will hit absolutely like Vinny, i don't know i don't know if you did this back in your day but whenever i speak to customers i tend to like uh um form to their language so if i'm speaking to a, <laughs> a guy in alberta who's out in the boonies he's a little bit more of a casual speaker i drop the uh the formality i do casual and you know what people love like again they love to see um, themselves and other people, yep. you know what I mean. So it works really well, man. Just just, just feeding off uh, the other people's body language or even how they speak, and you know, dropping down to their level. They like you can go a long way. You can definitely build a really good relationship. You're right, bro. That's that's so important because we sometimes can forget that we're dealing with human beings. Absolutely. Man. Even with, especially in the COVID shit, like yeah. everything virtual, this and that. Mm-hmm. Like, but we're not virtual people, bro. We're no. humans. Like we need that contact. We need that you know relationship absolutely business is like that too yeah and i i I tend to forget it sometimes because of course the the goal of sales is to make money yeah for the business so we tend to sometimes see people as a dollar sign or an amount a quantity as opposed to an actual person but i feel like dropping that again like you said talking to them as an individual um you know you're able to actually have a deeper connection and it, and, it, and it benefits in the long run for sure bro and that's how, how you separate your business too. absolutely like hot sauce podcast there's a million hot sauce companies, yeah. a million podcasts but there's not a million you absolutely there's not a million me 
Absolutely. We can separate ourselves just by being a you know that individual absolutely connecting with them it's a very like uh gray line because i always feel like and like you said there's a million other hot sauce businesses so what is sandy's doing different yeah. than the others but i also feel like of course i feel like sometimes you can be too creative and the fact that like it might just resort back to going right, to ground bro. zero you know sometimes i do believe there's a thing of doing too much absolutely you know what it means and the reason why like there's things that they work for a reason because it's better off as it is you know so the fine line of being creative and also being too creative or being, you know, pushing a little bit too far. So That's a great point. Yeah, you have to work within that within that gray area. It's very difficult, you know. It's a great point, bro. The product, keep it simple. Yeah. And build off of it, you know. Absolutely. I like to think of myself as not, I like to think of myself as Sandy's itself because I'm the one going on the streets telling people. So I'm an embodiment of the company itself. So I am part of Sandy's. So therefore, I, again, like you just said, I am me. There's no other assumption. Yeah. So... That's the benefit, the benefit of, you know, Sandy's, you get to interact with me, interact with customer, great customer service, you know, this lifestyle itself. I think it's, it, you know, like I said, pushing your own, like your own personality is also a big factor as well. It's, it's, it's something that you can do without really, you know, it's not a financial investment. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's you, like you Absolutely. have it and it helps. I don't know about you, but that helps me keep me kind of focused too, where it's like, yeah. I'll see other, other people doing good shit, this and that, and yeah. I fuck with it. But it's also like, okay, but I could do good shit too, you know, it's not just switch our whole vibe just to match with them. Yeah. I think that's why like Joe Rogan and these like, um, impulsive like podcasts, they're good because it's their personality. You know what I mean? Exactly. Anyone can get a mic and a couple of chairs. You know what I mean? Like, the questions they ask, their, per, their, their persona makes all the difference. You're right, bro. You know? In any business, that's the case. Absolutely, right? Like, any business, like, uh, the personality is part of it or the corporate culture. Yeah. The dynamic of the business, that's what makes everything different, you know? I'm sure there are, like, a, I'm sure there's, like, thousands of other companies that are better in Sandy's in regards to flavor or even, like, logistically. But, again, the, the, the brand itself is different. You know, you can push the brand specifically and... That's what I want to do, actually. Like, again, sell the brand as as Sandy's, you know. Like I said, maybe it'll be uh, an umbrella of, like, different things. Maybe Sandy's restaurant, like, Sandy's nightclub. <laughs> Who you really knows, know, right? bro. You never know. I you mean, never you know. mentioned Frank's earlier. Frank's yeah. is now some of the best commercials. Like, whenever I say Absolutely. Frank's. And they probably started off very small. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you know the, the story about Shiracha, but um, it was actually, I might be butchering this, but it was actually an immigrant that came to uh, California and he had this sriracha pepper. I used to sell it, like, um, used to make it on his own uh, for his family. And again, same thing, a lot of people loved it. And he just went from there, snowballed into the uh, the uh, business. And the one thing about sriracha I find is that it's it's mild, but it's also not very spicy. So it perfectly hits the middle ground of a lot of people. A lot of people like a little bit of spice, but not too much. I personally think sriracha is that. And it just snowballed into something big, and now it's—I honestly believe it's the probably the biggest hot sauce. Yeah, you see it everywhere. Everywhere, you know what I mean? Like, in, in every market, you know, it's not just South Asian markets or Asian markets; it's all over the place. But again, it just started from a guy who had a recipe. It's got. I think sometimes we focus a lot on um, the finished product. Like, yeah. Oh, this company's massive, but it wasn't started yeah, it was. off that way. Never. You know, they no one starts with a million followers on IG. <laughs> no one starts with a million dollars in sales. Like, you gotta start somewhere. I mean, I wish, right? If that was the case, yeah. by all means, you know. But that's not that's not the reality of things, no. you know. And I was there's different outlets to, to get into it. We were just talking about it before. Like, TikTok is a big. Yeah. Big, big outlet. I see, I've seen a lot of businesses like post like cool and funky videos that get that are trendy 
and it blows up and then they just you know promote their business through that it's, it's amazing you have to really have an open mind if you're in in a business in the business world you can't think Absolutely. oh tiktok's stupid i'm not gonna use it you Never. gotta use everything man everything man and like, even when vine was a thing people were doing that as well um there's one company they sell like um they actually sell sports equipment that are signed by like actual professionals and baseballs and base um baseball bats and their entire concept of their tiktok profile is that they ask each other like questions so for example they'll i'll say hey Vinny, like uh, i'll tell you i'll show you a picture of morgan freeman i was like name a movie that you've seen him in recently S- stupid things like that but people like it because it's entertaining yeah little do they know like, they're promoting the business on the side but you don't even know it you know what i mean because while you're t- while they're, you're talking they're just fixing up the orders you know what i mean it's like it's subconscious very smart bro yeah that's so creative very creative and i loved it man i was thinking about doing some stuff like that as well but like i said it's just me right yeah so it's it's good that you you say that though because mm-hmm. ideas don't go bad. No, you know you know that okay. It is just me right now, but this is still a good idea, and I'm gonna stash this for a absolutely. Minute, you know, absolutely. I, I go through that same shit where it's like I want to do all this stuff, but I, I I am just me. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm throwing that idea away. We're gonna do this shit. At a- some absolutely. Point. And like I was noticed on TikTok as well. A lot of people are foodies and. If you know, like, Toronto's a big food spot. You know, we have yeah. so many different cultures. So I wanted to tap into the market of going to different food spots and applying sandies to the dish- dishes. Um, yeah, I, f- I find like it's quite successful, you know. And a lot of people are even like food bloggers are willing to work with other you know businesses as well. Um, just because like Toronto, there's so much diverse cuisines and different cultures. Like it, it's actually a perfect spot to do something like that. You're right. Yeah. Huge, bro. Huge restaurant place. Yeah. And food in general is just a universe. Like, everyone yeah, loves, food. loves food. Everyone seems to love food content as well. Yeah. You can't go wrong. You know, you ever see those ASMRs? Like, they bite into chicken and Yeah, stuff? bro. I don't understand that. I can never get behind that, but people like it. People like it, man. <laughs> I mean, you think, again, Hot Ones, like, you're eating chicken and talking. You think that will get 20 million views? Yeah. But it does. Like Just, just saying that, eating chicken and just shooting a shit, you would never... Like, it sounds stupid. Yeah, it sounds like a not. little funny thing, but it became like a monster, bro. Yeah, you got... Like, we're just saying, like, Shaq was on there, going to Ramsey. Everyone. Everybody, man. Like, that's insane. Like, there's even this one video, uh, again, there's other guys on TikTok, they're eating around the world in Toronto. So they tried every cuisine of the entire... Like, of every country in the world in the GTA. So it just shows you how big the GTA is. Like, if you have a certain... Uh, palette you have a certain thing like you'll find it in toronto yeah you're that's crazy right. man so many neighborhoods so many cultures mm. you're right absolutely yeah i saw this one video with uh pascal siakam like the toronto yeah. raptor uh, when he moved to this country he said he was missing his home cooked food because you know that's where he grew up on and uh he has he has, goes to this uh lady in pickering who like serves like like authentic like congo food and he goes there all the time, and like they have a really good relationship. So it just shows like if you're any part of the world, like you'll find it in Toronto. You're right. You know, it's insane. Toronto's the most Toronto. I, I've I've said this a million times. Mm-hmm. We have everything we need here. Like, Absolutely. I think there is that kind of um, underground underdog mentality. Yeah. But I I don't think it's as necessary. No. We have everything here. Yeah. I think in regards to Canada, we are the biggest city. Like, of course, population-wise and when it comes to opportunities. like For sure. And I've traveled in North America a little bit. I've been to New York, like Orlando, I mentioned Miami. Um, Toronto competes with these cities. When it comes to businesses, like, we're big. And even nightlife. We're Toronto's a very good nightlife scene. Huge. But I find a lot of people complain about the city that they're always in. It's just natural. Like, if I was in L.A., people complain about L.A. being yeah, sucky. But to right. me, if I'm a tourist there, I would love L.A. You know what I mean? So people always complain about these things. But if you actually take a step back, like, Toronto's very, 
very diverse, very has a lot of opportunities. Hundred percent right, bro. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Whenever you're you're you don't appreciate what you have sometimes. Never, man, never. Like I, I always see it all the time. Like and like I would like go to these cities like North, like again New York or, or Orlando or Miami and said like. Well, like they they hype up these things that they have. I'm like Toronto has this as well. Like exactly. we we got this. You know what I mean? Facts. Um, are you a Raptor fan? I a little bit. Yeah, I I stopped watching this year, but I'm I'm pretty up there. Masai said a, a really fire quote recently. He's yeah. like, man, we we are like big dogs. Like we're gonna win again. And and I we're so used to hearing, oh, we can't get free agents to come to Toronto. It doesn't to have someone who's really yeah. like that leaders tell you, no, it's gonna happen. Like we got this shit. Absolutely, I love that stuff, man. Yeah, I remember I was watching this interview with Vince Carter when he first got drafted Toronto Raptors. He was saying that everybody... It was actually in a documentary he did when he retired in 2020. Yeah. Um, he was saying that everybody was telling him, like, why are you going to Toronto? There's nothing there. Like, what are you going to do in Toronto? Right? But literally, they know like, Toronto's a big, huge city. You know what I mean? All these opportunities. Way more than, like, you would think, like, Cleveland or, like, all these, like, Utah. Yeah. What these guys are going to. But Toronto's big, man. Huge. Huge city. Like, we, we, we compete. Like, I honestly feel like in regards to nightlife, I haven't, like, of course, I don't go out as much. I do believe when it comes to opportunities in the music industry, we're like one of the best in North America. For sure, bro. On a hundred percent. I think even with people, we're just yeah. behind LA, New York, yeah, and like Miami, maybe. Yeah, we're more know. than Chicago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's actually crazy. You wouldn't. You wouldn't think this, but Miami, Brampton has a higher population than Miami. You wouldn't think Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it shows you, man. Yeah, I think uh, Brampton is about six hundred thousand people, and then uh, Miami is just just under that. Right, so these these cities aren't as big as we claim it to be, but we see on social media how big and yeah, nice it is. Flashy but and shit. Yeah, we got a fucking gold mine city. Here, yeah, hundred percent. I think so. Yeah, even like I'm not too big into the uh, Toronto rap scene, but I do believe the R and B scene in Toronto is amazing. Yeah, we got big, really good artists. Like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you count Tory Lanez as an R and B artist, but he as an artist in general, Serious amazing guy, man. Yeah, even shout out Brampton, Alessia Cara. Yeah, Alessia Cara. These guys are crazy. How do you feel about uh, these uh, artists coming from the West End or East End but claiming Toronto? I fuck with it because yeah, I'm going to picture myself. Like Mm -hmm. if I go to L.A. and someone asks where I'm from, am I going to say Mississauga? (laughs) You know? Yeah. I'll say Toronto but still rep your neighborhood. Like I'm not going to say I grew up downtown Mm because I didn't. I'll tell them like I grew up in Mississauga. Absolutely. I think it is a language thing because, bro, I remember being in Florida once yeah. and a guy asked me where I come from. I think I said Mississauga. He had no fucking idea. So I'm like, All right, I'm not going to do that Absolutely. again. I know it's funny, man. Like when I went to Florida as well, I have a lot of cousins. They would make fun of me because like, oh, I'm from Brampton. And on social media, Brampton's like the laughing stock of yeah. Canada. They don't know why, but they just do it, right? So if the cities are up there, but they're up there for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Exactly. But you know what, bro? I'd rather have been known than not known at the Absolutely. end of the day. I don't know where your fucking city is. Yeah, you know? literally. Like, yeah, if you're in, like, Ohio, yeah, like, where are you? Yeah, you got that shit going. <laughs> Shout out Ohio, though. But, uh, no, yeah, that's Ohio. facts. You said you lived in Florida for a bit, yeah? Yeah, so I actually, um, in 2018, um, long story short, we applied for our, our green, our citizenship, and in uh, 2018, we got approved. So I moved out to, uh, in 2019, for a bit. So I was about there for about a year. Um, it was great, man. I, I had family there in, in Orlando, so I was with. I wasn't alone, but of course, the the lifestyle was very laid back. Weather's weather's obviously amazing, uh, but when I was there, I was really on my grind because um, I was moving to a different country. I I told myself I didn't want to be lazy, so mm-hmm. I was working two jobs. I was hitting the gym every day. I was studying to actually get into real estate, uh, get my real estate license. 
Um, but unfortunately, when COVID hit, all that went out the window just because they actually initially shut down a lot of businesses. Um, and then uh, did some soul searching and came back to Canada. Um, but man, I was there for about a year and I, I really loved it. And I go back there all the time. Yeah. Which part of Florida? It's a, it's in Orlando. So I'm about like half an hour from Orlando, the city itself. Um, but Orlando, again, it's an amazing city. Like has a lot of opportunities. Of course, Disney's there. Uh, man, you don't like you don't realize the uh, the opportunities that that Disney itself, the con- uh, the company itself, like um, has on the entire state of Florida. Like they actually they have a re- rename it Disney. Yeah, they actually have a saying. I learned it there. It says, "Don't underestimate the power of the mouse," and the mouse is Mickey Mouse. But Beasts. yeah, it, it's insane. The amount of uh, businesses are just associated with Disney. It, it's it's insa- absolutely insane. Interesting, bro. Did you, um, when you were out there, do you feel like it helped you kind of keep a, like a fresh mindset? I I definitely had a a different set of perspective. Um, and we were just talking about just now in regards to culture, of course, the GTA is so diverse. Um, going into, uh, Orlando, it has more of a predominantly like Hispanic and African American community. Um, so that diversity isn't as predominant. It, as it was in Toronto. Right. So that was actually a bit of a culture shock. Like, if I wanted to get some really good Indian food now, I could go anywhere. But in Orlando, it's a little bit more difficult. You know what I mean? Um, so definitely a bit of a culture shock. So it was a big uh, change of perspective. Um, but, of course, I make, you know, I make what, with what I can. Yeah. You know? I'm a big fan of changing your setting uh, here and there. You Absolutely. Know? Just get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. See how people live a little differently. Absolutely. And, like, even, like, like I said, the weather bigs up takes a big toll in, in regards to that. Like um, when I was working in a company, I was working for workers' compensation in sales as well. And uh, my manager told me, she said, don't even try bothering to reach out to people on a Friday because Friday people are just mentally checked out. You know what I mean? They don't even pick up the phone. Yeah. So I can't even sell them because they're making plans for the weekend, whatever it is. So it's just very leisurely, laid, laid back lifestyle. Whereas Toronto's a little bit more of a hustle bustle. You know what I mean? A little bit of a New York lifestyle per se. Yeah. You know? It is interesting, bro. You do see the differences. Yeah. I, I was in Vancouver in the summer, and uh, on a Friday, the bars were packed on, yeah. like, one in the afternoon. And really? Said, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I can't <laughs> really see myself working when there's a beach out your fucking window, and it's, like, 25 degrees, you know? Absolutely. You look out into the coast, you see the, the mountains. Yeah. Like... It's kind of hard to not be partying a little bit on a Friday. It makes you think, man, like, again, like, Ontario's a beautiful state, uh, province, but, like, when it comes to natural beauty, we don't really have that as opposed nah. to the West Coast. Not like that. No. Not like that. You can go on a nice hike and shit, but you're not going to see mountains and no. beaches like that. Fuck. Yeah. So, I don't know if you know, but where I take care of in sales is Calgary. They all say the same thing, like the Rocky Mountains. Like, yeah. They say they love it. Like It's absolutely insane. I believe like if you look at this, the uh, skyline of the city, you can see the mountains behind. Yeah. You know? It is really good for you to see different shit. I, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm someone who, I get kind of homesick when I go away. Really? Bro. Eh? Like, uh, not bad, but it's like, mm. all right, I'm ready to come home. But yeah. just a few days in a different setting, I yeah. think, is valuable. Absolutely. I have a saying, like, the home is where you're comfortable on your toilet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's messed up to say, but, like, it's true. Like, wherever you're comfortable, like, doing Chilling your business, shit, yeah. that's where home is. And I, you, whenever you go on vacation, you miss that. Yeah. You know, but so. But it's valuable, like. Absolutely. To experience different things. Have you been, like, outside of, have you been traveling lately, or? Uh, not since COVID. I, Vancouver was the only spot I yeah. went to. I went twice, though, just because flights were super cheap yeah, this year. Yeah, they were. Really like Vancouver. I'm not sure if you've been there. But I've never been, no. Really, really, really cool place. Um, but I've been to places pre-COVID, and mm. very important to 
fuck yourself up a little yeah, bit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Shake shake things up. I think the best culture shock I had was I actually went to China um, wow. with my dad. So I, actually, I did go to Vancouver, but I was just a stopover at the airport, so I didn't really right. go out. Um, that was the biggest culture shock because they're very brazen when it comes to, like, noticing you. Like, for example, of course, like, we're, we don't look like the Chinese people there. Like, they would literally, like, stop and stare and point at you. So they're very, very, like, <laughs> they don't care. So big culture shock in regards to that. You're not from there. They know it too, right? <laughs> and sometimes they even dis- discriminate a little bit as well, but that's just the culture. You know, mm-hmm. it's a culture shock on their end as well. Uh, but just generally, man, like to see, it's crazy to see. I was in Shanghai, and uh, Shanghai is about like almost 30 million people in that city, but it's so clean. There's actually not a single garbage on the wow. ground. It's really insane. Like um, they actually uh, have like workers, like like no matter what your job is, they they sweep the streets all the time. So it's very clean city. When you're walking on the street, like, you actually walk on one side and the people walking the opposite automatically walk on the other. There's no, no mix and match. It's very orderly. It's crazy. That is crazy, bro. Yeah. I've, I've never been out that way at all. Me I, neither, yeah. Have you been to other places in Asia? No, never. So that was actually the first one. So I'm, I'm glad I got to experience that right off the bat. But, yeah, man, the, the culture shock. Even, like, the train, like, the subway train. Sorry, the bullet train. Uh, where it's, like, literally, like thousands hundred thousand people like go there every day and like when the doors open like nobody's rushing in like you would in a ttc yeah they're all lined up accordingly nobody's pushing nobody like that and the one thing i always saw was amazing when i got my ticket it said that the uh the train is leaving at 2 30 p.m and 30 seconds they put the seconds wow. and it actually left at 30 seconds they were like very sick you know what i mean very rules oriented very rule oriented, and they did not like fuck around like, they were very serious about that they like, not even a second late that's humbling crazy. to see, eh? Very. But yeah, it's very, like, it's very rule-oriented. It's, it's crazy to see. And, like, operation-wise, like, they're amazing. You know what I mean? They're, it's a bullet train. They go, like, 500 kilometers an hour. Like, it's insane. But they're very, like, they have to be like that. You know what I mean? 500 an hour. I actually don't, don't quote me on that. I think it's, like, 400 and something. That's but still, fast as hell, bro. It's yeah, like hella plane. fast. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's, yeah. I love that you experienced that, Yeah. Bro. I'm really glad Huge. I got the experience. I was just me and my dad. It was there for, like, two weeks. It was absolutely insane. Um, I think like the 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 best thing was I went to a, a, a vegan restaurant in Shanghai and the restaurant was vegan since the 1920s. Wow. Yeah, so it's been obviously like a hundred years now, and um, we went there. And the crazy thing was, uh, my dad. Whenever we go to foreign countries, he would wear a Toronto Maple Leafs hat. He doesn't watch hockey, but he has it to show that he's Canadian. Smart. Yeah. So we're in like uh, we got dropped off in a hotel, and a guy like taps my dad on the shoulder, said, "Hey, I like your hat." In English. So like, oh, bad. Like, you're Canadian. He's like, yeah, yeah, like I'm from Hamilton. I was like, oh man, like we're from Brampton. So he was a student actually studying in University of Shanghai, and um, he had data on his phone. So he ended up showing us where the uh, where the restaurant was, and we ended up taking him out to dinner and stuff. It was a great experience. Amazing. Yeah, man. never thought so you'd see sick. a fellow Canadian eh? <laughs> in Shanghai. That's so sick, man. That's like a a blend of street smarts, yes. being a good guy. Yeah, you know. Very wow, cool guy. That's so that's so cool, bro. I, yeah, one thing I think about from time to time, I ended up getting a, a um, temporary SIM card in Shanghai, and I saved his number, but it saves to the SIM. So when I threw up the SIM, his mm. number got deleted. But I always said, you know, whenever you're back in Canada, we'll definitely hang out, right? But never heard of him since, you know? But it is what it is. The universe is funny, bro. You're going to run into that guy when you least expect. He's going to buy one of these? Hell I'm, yeah. Yep, I recognize you, man. Place an order. <laughs> oh, you never know. You might see this podcast and... Yo, you never know, bro. The universe is a crazy thing. Absolutely, man. That's awesome, bro. Being in a place, too, where you don't speak the language, I feel like it, it brings you back to, like, okay, pure kind of survival mode. Like, yeah. let's, I need to get where I got to go. Very scary, eh? It's, it's a cool scary, though. It's like, all right, 
Yeah. There's a challenge now. Bro, how many times do you leave the house ba- kind of borderline like sleepwalking? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm barely awake right now. Yeah. I gotta get to work. But when you're in a place where you can't speak the language, no. you're on point. Like, But I don't like it. I'll be honest. I find it like crazy. I, it is crazy. Yeah. I've, especially if you're going through airports or like train stations and you don't know where you're going. It's super scary. And uh, like, again, it's the same lifestyle. People always gotta, gotta go somewhere. So they're not as much willing to help because they they got places to be. Um, yeah, personally, man, I don't like, of course I can't do anything about the language barrier, but if I could avoid it, I would, you know what sure. I mean? I know a lot of people, they love to get lost in the New York train station, subway station, or like, you know what I mean? The LA train, the subway station, or like the, they, they like that cause it's like, it's a, uh, until more, they're in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> until they're in you the know? wrong neighborhood. Yeah. They would go to, to them. That's an adventure. But to me, like, I don't like that, man. No, I feel you, bro. It's not a comfortable feeling. At not all. at all. But the thing about it, I have. I'd say I appreciate it more than like it because yeah. like, yo, you're really nothing in this shit. No, like, you you not, you're not anything. Like, yeah, you keep humble. I'm big on like just trying to be humble. Bro. Absolutely, like, like you can be be the man in your hometown. You go a couple hours away. You're, you're nothing. Nothing, bro. Nobody knows who you are. Yeah, I seen um uh, I follow a lot of UK like drill rap and uh, a lot of these rappers saying that um these New York rappers, these American rappers, when they come to the UK, they have the same gangster mentality as they were in america but it doesn't apply no. in, in europe no and they get checked for that you know in a different way so a lot of people need to get humbled a hundred percent bro you gotta know you gotta know where you're at man yeah absolutely. I, I actually had some rappers from brooklyn in here a really? couple of weeks ago and we talked about that like yo mm-hmm. you gotta be good where you're at like just be be cool like just you know don't be too be civil be civil man who who uh who do you fuck with uk wise i'm a fan too i mean it, it's cliche i mean the mainstream guy is obviously skepta yeah i like stormzy a little bit um i it's crazy to say like i don't really know the artist names as much but um like i have like a uk like drill rap like playlist yeah wherever it comes on yeah it's dope i honestly i think like uk drill is amazing man it's like aggressive i love it they've been doing that too yeah they're they're ahead of the curve yeah a lot of people comparing old new york drill right drill to like uk drill to like chicago drill but in my opinion i think uk drill is where it's at it bro yeah they got it down pat a lot of people don't like it because of the accent and the slang is different but it's 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 acquired taste you know what i mean i find them to be the closest to toronto like yes toronto i i don't feel like we we're like new york or chicago i feel like we're like uk absolutely like the lingo i'm you already know this but like we we're influenced by the same like, cultures and nationalities yeah. so our lingo is very similar like if we were to go to london we and someone spoke to us and there's that we would be able to understand yeah normally. exactly we know what they're talking about yeah it's crazy to think you know like we're like two cities completely opposite ends of the country but we're so very culturally similar they kind of like yeah the sister cities i guess you could absolutely say. yeah and like i do think we're uh we influence each other a little bit I don't think uh, Toronto rap as bi- is as big or as good, I would say, as UK drill, but I do think we're up and coming, you know? Yeah, for sure, bro. Yeah. It's interesting, too, the, there's always been a bit of that relationship there, too. Like, yeah. Like, UK rappers, um, you know K-Coke? No, I don't. He, he's one of, like, a he's an OG for sure, and he always speaks very highly of Toronto because he's been mm-hmm. coming here a lot and it was harder for them to go to the states than to yeah. come to toronto you know absolutely is so, that kind of relationship yeah even a lot of um dancehall and reggae artists in jamaica come over they love here. toronto because toronto again big caribbean uh community 
when Caravan Time, they, they're heavily influenced, you know? Yeah, huge. Yeah, they're big. So, again, Toronto's a big one-stop shop for a lot of cultures and a lot of industries, so. It really is, bro. Yeah. It really is. But I do think we have a lot of work on, a lot to work on in regards to music. I think we have potential. There's a lot of really big artists, but they don't get support as much as they need. Yeah, it's a fucking crazy conversation, bro. They, a lot of the most talented guys get killed yeah go to jail yeah you know like we need a full roster man absolutely full um, roster out here we're out we're out yeah it's a little bit controversial to say but um those people who do are like live that street lifestyle they rap about it but they succumb to the streets itself because you know you live that lifestyle so part of me of course feels for them because you know especially big rappers when they like they get they die but also like you do live that lifestyle you know what's expected of it so you know what i mean like it's yeah Again, so it's a sensitive subject, but like no, it's real life, bro. Yeah, that's not to like, not to make it too too funny of a transition, but yeah. that's why I like to talk to people like yourself that are running little businesses mm-hmm. and this and that because you don't need to just be a rapper, bro. Shout out to all my rappers, 100%. love you guys. You keep hustling, <laughs> but like not everyone's gonna be a rapper. But mm-hmm. there's other ways to succeed out here, you know. A lot of different ways to make it out of the lot of, A lot of different ways, man. So to see someone like yourself put in that groundwork yeah grinding absolutely. bro absolutely and mind you i'm not from the hood in any way but like it doesn't said, matter though bro yeah. like the mentality is is the same wherever you're from like, absolutely let's, let's turn something yeah let's turn nothing into something you know yeah that hustle mentality hustle it, mentality i think it's the same across all commu- every it single is, community man. right to make something for your you know, something of yourself and all it is so uh, no i appreciate you like doing your thing it's 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 important bro that's how i feel like you create good a good culture you know yeah. hard work helping others absolutely doing your thing yeah and especially like um we're all diaspora within the community so i always think about when we have kids like how far away from their from their culture would they be because yes. you know what i mean i grew up here and then they would be essentially growing up here so they might be straying away from the you know their their roots so doing things like this or you know staying within the community like helps them a lot you know I would hate to have like you know my my children don't know much about their culture or their upbringing. My dad, my dad that like, reminds me all the time. You know what I mean? Him growing up, he used to like you know great like graze cows and you know yeah. what I mean. Have a little farm. Of course, I never grew up like that. But he always reminds me whenever like I'm being lazy. <laughs> He's like when I was your age, I was doing this. You know, you know how it yeah, is. Yeah, right? man. It's important though. Sometimes we're like, okay, that's enough. Yeah, but man. It is important, man. Yeah. And for yourself, do you do you have your dad as like a resource? Like, do you go to him and be like, what do you think of this? Absolutely. So when it came to um, the mustard hot sauce, I basically said, hey, like this is a little bit of his. The island heat, I said, this is what I'm doing. Um, you know, what's your what's your opinion on this? I said, I'm going to do a little bit this, take away this, put in this. He said, okay, blessed. Um, actually, just recently, it hasn't come out as yet, but I'll just say with you, I'm actually working on a third product. Um, yeah, so it's something, I won't say much too, too much about it, but same thing again. I called him and said, hey, like, what do you think of this? Um, should I add this? Should I take away this? And then he basically guided me because, of course, he's been doing it for 30 years, so he knows the industry pretty well. Um and yeah he basically got me on that so i'm i guess i'm really happy to have him as a foundation you know a lot of people don't have that you know so i'm I'm really grateful to you know have him like basically a guidance you know as a yo having a having a mentor and someone that is family too like they're they don't have ulterior motives absolutely yeah huge and he is of course because he's my dad he has no reason to lie to me to tell me what i need to hear he would say absolutely straight up and i would listen no i'd take no offense to what he says if it says it sucks it sucks <laughs> you know what i mean 
If it's good, it's good. And especially since too, he's got the background too. Yeah. He's done it, man. He's, he's done, done it. it. He's been doing it. He's continuing to do it, so he knows, right? And he said he's proud of me as well for like, picking up the slack. Um, but yeah, like I said, he's, he's of course he has no intentions to. He doesn't. See, of course, doesn't see me as, as as competition in any way. I'm nowhere near him, of course. <laughs> right? Yeah, just trying to smoke you one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hot like, sauce wars. Yeah. Oh man, how crazy would that be? <laughs> yeah. I think I'd win though. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I love that. Yeah, confidence. I think I win. I, don't, I won't lie. But um, yeah, of course he has no ulterior motive. So he, uh, you know, he has all pure intentions when he's giving me advice. You know, um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people, I find a lot of people want to build generational wealth. But when we come from generational wealth and we use it, it's considered a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like we always, of course, we want to, you know, have money for our kids, our yeah. grandkids. Um, but when we us as the kids use it. Sometimes it's frowned upon, you know. People say, oh, you're coming from, you know, a privileged background. And yes, that's true. But that's the reason why we do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's people that did grow up like you that yeah. aren't doing what you're doing. Absolutely. That aren't using it for positive. They're, you know. Yeah, absolutely. They take it for advantage. Taking, exactly. Yeah. You you never should be, um, you should never be ashamed of where you're from. Absolutely I thought about that too, where it's like, yeah, my parents did put me in a good position, but mm -hmm. let's keep going, bro. That, Absolutely. That, that's how we repay them. You Absolutely. Know? Like, keep retire going. them. Good. Yes, keep going. You, you would see that uh, the amount of uh, situations time and time again, especially in Brampton, a lot of these immigrant like families that come to uh, Canada, they start from nothing, build a great foundation for their families and for their kids, and the kids will just turn around and go to the streets exactly you know what i mean and it's just it's so disrespectful to the family you know they work so hard for you to come here to this country and you turn around and, and you resort to violence and drug abuse and alcoholism i agree bro yeah. that that's kind of why i said it's good to be in those places where you're very uncomfortable like yeah you remember okay i got a lot of, i got a lot of ways to go man mm -hmm. you know i can't just be fucking up like that i also feel like yeah if you're always in the same circle constantly you're always gonna have the same mentalities. You're not gonna grow. Yes. You know what I mean, like again, I had the same. I had a very similar mentality. Like when I grew up in Canada, when I moved to Florida, again, an entirely different uh, culture altogether. So, uh, entire entire change of pace, different set of uh, uh, different mindset. So, people would stay in the same like uh, friend group, even you know what I mean, the same like city, the same uh, culture, doing the same things over and over again. You're never really, really gonna grow mentally. You're right, bro. It's yeah. very dangerous. It's yeah. very dangerous. And it's dangerous, too, because you might not even know that's what you're doing. Absolutely. It's so subconscious, right? And you said it before. Like when you actually step out of that, that zone and you go somewhere else, you have the same mentality. That mentality won't work in that situation. Yeah. So you'll get a lot of, uh, you know, uh, headbutts, you know what I mean? People butting heads. and. 100%, bro. You ever watched the uh, podcast No Jumper? Uh, I haven't watched it, but of course I know, you about, know about it. about it. Of he, course. So the guy that started that shit, Adam... Huge influence on me. Yeah. But in the last year or two, he's pretty much taken the brand to a whole new level yeah. where he has all these new personalities on screen. Yeah. And a lot of them are guys from the hood. And, yes. And, but they're very personable people and funny people. Mm -hmm. And they say a lot. They're like, bro, all I knew was like my hood. Yeah. And coming to No Jumper, being around different people, having a different fan base. Absolutely. My my eyes are wide open, you know, and, absolutely, and, and you see the growth in them. Yeah, I I love Adam. I, like shout I'm, out Adam. Yeah, think think about it now. I love his interviews, and it reminded me of something when I was working in Orlando. I worked at a at Armani at the the clothing store, and I had a, my manager. He said that he had friends. He's a little bit older guy. He's almost forty now, but he said like uh, he had his friends grew up in the hood who has never left 
South Orlando. Yeah. They have always said that they don't even have passports. So all they know was that area. They never went to Miami or nothing. And that's so crazy to me because I always grew up like going to New York to see my family, going to Florida, you know, going to Guyana one, two times. So like to think that someone doesn't even have a passport, like that's crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? But people live like that. They don't, sure, they bro. never leave their area. They only know the, the one, two streets. Yeah, no, right? it's real, bro. And for people, a lot of people, you know, you don't have the privilege to do that as a kid. But yeah. if as an adult, you get the chance to go to different places, take that chance. Bro. Absolutely. Like, take it, bro. Even if it's somewhere where you weren't even trying to go. Yeah, go. absolutely. And it, it puts it into perspective of myself, again, like to see how privileged I am to even have something as simple as owning a passport. Or yeah. Having the opportunity to go to visit a different country. Like, again, uh, a lot of people don't do that. But in America, I find... People vacation within America, which I think is amazing. I love the state's geography, man. I'm jealous. Absolutely jealous, dude. Every single type of um, weather they have, every climate. Yeah. I love that shit. It's insane. They have deserts. They have the tropics. They have the cold. Everything, everything, I love that about the states, man. In Canada, when people say, I'm going on vacation, you never think they're going on vacation in Canada. Very rarely. When people say, I'm going on vacation, where are you going? Miami, LA, New York. Colorado, through skiing, Vegas, like you know, they they with they go within the country, and I love it. You're, yes. you're spending your harder money within the country that you're from. Love that, bro. I, I actually really want to go on a nice U.S. road trip. Yeah, man. Driving through the desert. Absolutely, dude. Like when I whenever I go to Florida, I drive down. I don't see too much because um, you're just driving through the states, but you see like it's crazy. You see like every state. You draw, go to a gas station. You see the different language, like the slang. That they use it and like the south, the more southern you go, it just changes, dude. Yep. It's crazy, man. It's so cool, bro. The, yeah. The the traveling, just seeing what's out there is yeah. the fun. Is, is the most fun part. Have you ever felt like okay, you're going to a place and you, let's say you're going to a gas station and you stop off and like you're just sitting there, the guys like checking you out, like the the gas like the people at the gas station, and you think to yourself like this is their actual life, like they actually live here, but I'm just stopping by. Yeah, you know what bro. I mean? Absolutely, man. I was in Italy once and yeah. uh, I was by myself and. I was uh, I was going back to like I was in a city going back to the next city to leave basically, mm. and I had to stop at some random ass stop and it I swear to God bro it looked like Texas yeah like, it like if you were if you didn't know where the fuck you were you would not guess Italy and, <laughs> and um, they had a hot dog stand in fucking Italy bro is that a thing there apparently <laughs> and there was some guy there that's clearly from there that was yeah. trying to talk to me I have no idea what he was saying and I'm just like this is just this is life, bro. That is life this for is them. Life. It's crazy. Like we don't like we see a lot of European influence or different influences in North America, but we don't know the influence that we have in different countries. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a lot of like I was looking at. Of course, Hong Kong was like I believe they were colonized by the British, so they're very actually European based. You know what I mean. When I was in Shanghai, it's really cool. Right in the middle of the city, they have a river that runs runs through it, and <clears throat> on one uh, side of the river, they have the big, massive like skyscrapers. Okay. So of course, like the the, the uh, financial district of Shanghai, and the other side of the river, they have the um, colonial like buildings, where the uh, British invaded and they put all these like coliseums, and all these like big like old cathedrals. So on one side you have the old Shanghai, and across the river you have the new Shanghai. Okay. It's so it's so dope to see the two different like uh, two different sides of Shanghai. Just on like just across just the river, right there. Yeah, so That's it shows so the influence cool, that all cities have. You know, I think I'm. I've always mentioned that culture is meant to be shared. I don't think it's meant to be kept with true a certain you know set of people. It's true, bro. I love, I love that there's different different cultures in Toronto. Yeah, man. Like I, I went even when I go further up north. Yeah, it's like fuck. 
it's like a little too yeah. for me at least like a little too Canadian. one way yeah yeah shout out to that but it's not for me i much <laughs> prefer i much prefer like the diversity yeah yeah i honestly feel like in the small like things that we say that we don't know like the certain words it has certain origins that we don't know of yeah. right but we're just so used to it you know it's just um it's just part of our it's a part of our culture you know what i mean like i said it's meant to be shared i grew up with a big uh, punjabi and indian community like all my friends are of indian descent and like again, like I share that culture with them, you know. And Bram- growing up in Brampton is, you yeah. know, really big like that. So, um, yeah, like I don't think it's, I don't think anything of it actually. I just it's part just of, natural. Yeah, just what I am, you know. And it, same thing applies if I was living in Markham, where it's a big uh, East Asian community, or Woodbridge, where it's an Italian community. Yeah. You know, it, you are you're from, you know, you are where you're from. Exactly, bro. I I love that. Is there a is there a spot where you could pick to take Sandy's on like a little food tour? Like. Yeah. That's a good one, man. That's actually a really good one. I feel like again because it's it's Caribbean based. I do feel like it hasn't went through the Caribbean communities yet. Um, when it comes to like Caribbean cuisine, there's not, actually not a specific spot in the GTA. I think like Scarborough is a big community, even Toronto itself. But like, yeah, I would say that that community first. I also felt a lot of Sri Lankan people love my hot sauce. Like they have, a, I guess, a similar palate when it comes to their spicy spiciness. So. Of course, Scarborough and Markham, they have a very big community. Um, I think those places would do really well. Like, the hot sauce would do well. But um, honestly, like, I, I, I want it to be universal. I think to a certain extent it is. It's a very general taste. Um, I think the possibilities are endless, man. But I, I would agree. say that the com- uh, the Caribbean community, I haven't tapped into it as much as yet. So Getting there, bro. I, getting see, there, I see big things coming. I see a tour coming. Absolutely, man. I don't know. A lot of Jamaican people love Scotch bonnet. Like, if, when they cook... They have to put like a scotch bonnet pepper in it, man. They love it, and that's because it's made from it. Like they again, they have. They yeah, really you got like something, it. bro. You got something. Keep pushing, man. We'll see, man. Hell yeah. yeah. I yeah, I've been through like a lot of rebranding like since I first started. So, you know, who's to say this might be the the, the finished product itself? You know. Yeah, it's, exactly, bro. This could be the prototype. Yeah, literally, yeah, honestly, yeah. could be the product. I'm still in the infant stage of, of everything. I don't know if you guys could see. You got the four peppers. Yeah, absolutely. That means hot as fuck. That means hot as fuck. This one has three, so it's not as hot, but it's... I don't know if you're eating the wings. It's up there. It's hot, bro. Yeah. It's nice, though. It's, it's a up nice, there. It's a nice heat. Absolutely. It's like a perfect little, uh, like, uh, aftertaste. Yeah, exactly, Look bro. at me singing my own song, man. <laughs> Yo, you got to be your biggest marketer, yeah. man. You got to be your biggest supporter. I, love I am it, my man. biggest fan. I won't lie. You have to be. Yeah. You have to be. Rep your shit. Absolutely. You know? If I don't, who will? Biggest facts. You know what I mean? If I don't do it, like I'm sure you're the biggest fan of your own show, you know? Bro, I, I, there's shot in the dark. You ever heard of this rapper named Wretch? Nah. From New York. Wild guy. Is Loki and, rapper? Yeah, and uh, but he's very much just like wild. Like he doesn't give a fuck. And there was mm-hmm. this video he posted one time where it's like, who the fuck's that? Who the fuck I was gonna post my shit other than me? <laughs> like he's just going in, and I'm like, you're 100 percent right, bro. If, if I piss people off for posting my shit, that's that, your problem. Yeah, like, that's on you. Like you know, you are your biggest supporter. You know, you're all, you're your biggest critic. You have. You're to. your biggest hater. You're your biggest everything. You know what I mean? Can't be shy with that shit. Nah, bro. man. You gotta. I feel like you have to own it. You know. Own it. Push it, man. Absolutely. Boss. Who would you say your uh, favorite Canadian rapper is? Probably Casper. Casper, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. Of, I'm a big fan of his. I love Smiley too. He's doing his thing. That's a very. I wouldn't think you would say that to be honest. I think Casper's a little bit more of a still in the underground rapper stage. Yeah, I've been a fan of his for a long time. Shout out my boy Bellum. He's been a fan of these Word. rappers before I any I've ever heard of. He them. put you so on. He put eh? me on. Yeah. Put me on early. How yeah. about you? I yo honestly, I don't know if you. I'm sure you know Belly. 
Yeah, shout out I, Belly. Imagine. I think Belly is the best Canadian rapper. I fuck with him too because he's super low key. Very low key, but the thing is, he's been in the in, like in the rap industry for almost fifteen years. I remember him on Much Music, man. Yeah, videos playing. He was uh, he did a song I think in two thousand and three with with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, with, with uh, Hot Girl. I think it was called Belly. Been around forever yeah. from Ottawa too. From Ottawa, yeah. Um, I was thinking about him. He doesn't rep Ottawa as much, but regardless, like he's amazing. He's and he's got bars. Like that's one thing. I don't know if you ever seen his Ellie Leaker's freestyle. Man, like as I don't, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It actually is probably like one of the most viewed uh, LA Leakers freestyle like, of all they Sick. have. It's just fire, dude. Like bars. I love the bar. that you chose Belly, bro. Cause yeah. like he's not talked about enough. No, all. he's not. And he's doing his thing. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of the weekend. I love uh, like I've always loved the weekend since I was like in high school. So he's signed to EXO. So that just. Uh, Bro, belly, belly is a factor that people don't bars. know about. Yeah, he is a, a force not to be reckoned with. I honestly, like, I feel like when it comes to bars, like, bar to bar, I feel like he can out-rap majority of these rappers, like, these. Is that what you look for in a rapper, bar, like, bars first? A little bit, bro. Like, I like bars, I like the beat, so I was, I'll just tell you right now. So, a lot of rappers I listen to is, um, of course, Drake, you know, that's, yeah. that has to be said. That's a given. That's a given. <laughs> that's a given. I like Dave East. I don't know if you know Dave East, the yeah, New York rapper. York, yeah. um, Logic, he retired, but I like Logic. Um, Jordan, uh, Jordan Lucas, uh, again, it's, it's mainstream, but like J. Cole is good. Um, even, uh, who should I say? I don't even know Action Bronson. Bro. That guy. I action. love Action Bronson. That, 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 okay, if you're talking know, about underrated, that guy is underrated. Action Bronson is a huge part of my life, Dave, bro. bro. Like, his music and his personality. Absolutely. Like, his dude. food show. Fuck, that's delicious. <laughs> that's Honestly, bro, you can say that's one of my favorite shows. Yeah, man. He's, ever. And he's a great personality, man. A huge fan amazing. of this, bro. He's, he's definitely... Man, I, I remember in high school listening to Action Bronson. I'm like, wow, this guy's doing his thing, being mm. himself. Like, he's a he's an inspiration. Absolutely, and he lost Action Bronson. Lost a shit ton of weight too. I don't know if you've seen that. Beast, bro. Yeah, I, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan. Yeah, um, if you want to get into it, and personally speaking, I think the best rapper of all time, I would have to say Nas. I think Nas is the greatest rapper. Like, like, I feel like when he dropped Illmatic, he he was so high up. He, couldn't do any better than that. Yeah. And he dropped the album when I think it was 18 or 19, so he was a kid. So imagine that, like, you drop... Super young. And that's the thing, a lot of people, when they've uh, released their first studio album, they slowly go up, but it's very rare that these rappers do so well. They just, it's, it's actually a downhill, a decline yeah. in their industry, yeah. in, their, in their career, sorry. He's, uh, I'm very interested in his recent shit, because yeah. he, uh, he made a ton of money in business, bro. Yeah. And music-wise, you can tell he's just like, I'm making whatever I want to make. Absolutely. He's not trying to make a radio single. No. He's like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm established in this shit. I'm making what I want to yeah. make. Yeah. And when it came to the whole um, Tupac's, uh, all that beef, Biggie beef, he was in the midst of all that, yeah. right? He was in the midst of all that, but a lot of people don't talk about it because he was just behind the scenes, but he was up there. And, of course, he's from Queens. Like, he was actually like a, he was a gangster. Yeah, he was he's like, living that life. For real. He was, but I like to see that he progressed. Like he, of course, he got the money. He's actually more family oriented. He's a good example. Very good example of making out the hood. Yeah. I think he's actually up there when it comes to like Jay Z. Of course, not money wise, but career wise, he think he did really well he, for himself. He's done well, bro. I, I've always been a fan of people where you don't really know what they're doing. Absolutely. I, that if I take this shit further, I yeah. never have seen myself as someone who's in the public eye. I never wanted that. Like, yeah. I want to be able to have my own life mm -hmm. and my product speaks for itself absolutely. and I feel like Nas is a good example of that absolutely I saw this one interview when Snoop Dogg was talking about when Tupac 
actually tried to, tried to run up on Nas to because of the whole uh, Biggie beef. Yeah. And Snoop Dogg basically said, like, Nas, if Nas reacted at that moment, he would have shot up the whole place. You they were in I mean? New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, you can't beef with someone in their nah. own hometown. You got to be on your home turf. Yeah. But even that, I feel like even that, then, yeah. yeah, Nas is so culturally, like, he's such a big influence when it comes to, like, that, ni- I feel like the pinnacle, the epitome of 90s New York street rap is Nas. Same, yeah. You're right. Maybe Biggie, but I would even, or even a uh, big pun. I'm a big yeah. fan of big pun. Legend. Yeah. When it comes to, like, uh, like, the flow of a rapper, I think Big Pun is the best, right? But unfortunately, yeah, you, I don't know if you know this, but he when he died, he was about five hundred pounds. He was huge, bro. Massive. And he he um he was a wild guy too. You he hear was wild. stories about him. Absolutely, he was actually These guns. Yeah, he was actually the first first Puerto Rican rapper to get nominated for a Grammy ever. So he's actually like he broke some yeah, records. He was there. a big deal, bro. He was a Massive really deal. big deal. Yeah, and like he's like he's from the Bronx. He always repped yeah. the Bronx. Like again, his flow is unmatched. Right, you're and, a flow guy. Oh uh, yeah, and then unfortunately again he like dropped one album and he died. Yeah, a lot. Bro, rap is dangerous, bro. Yeah, <laughs> rap is. Whenever I have rappers in here, I I ask them that question. Yeah, like, yo, I, you know, you feel like it's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like yeah, it is. Yeah, like most of the rappers on your show, like they like they live that lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, bro. It it is it's it's it is dangerous, bro. To not think that way is being ignorant. Like, yeah, you have to understand what you're in. Every day could be any day could be your last. Exactly. Even Action Bronson, who's not a street rapper, mm-hmm. he's dealt with shit. Like, absolutely. If you're make if you're in this scene like that, absolutely, like, some shit's gonna happen. Yeah, and touching base in, in with uh, Nas, like his like with his first album being the best. Like, I don't know if you agree with me, but you know Killy, like the Toronto yeah, rapper yeah, yeah. or Canadian rapper, when he dropped like Surrender Your Soul, and when it first came out like 2018, it was like number one. Like it was like it was actually like breaking like uh, chart records. Um, so he was actually the, the next big thing. And then um, his next album wasn't as good because, like, Surrender Your Soul, the album was so good. It just, again, it was just a decline. Sets a tough precedent yeah. to beat. And his type of music was more of, like, a, he described it as, he's, his words for it was emo rap. So it was, like, kind of like that dark noir rapping. Yeah. And it does actually portray that. And a lot of people are actually writing with it now. Like, a lot of these guys, like, like Lil Peep when they died and stuff. Like, yep, Lil Peep, even love Juice Lil, World. Love Lil Peep. Yeah, those guys they actually like they they have that type of genre, but Killy was doing it really well. And I've never I don't know if you ever heard that listen to the yeah. album, but it's it's a great yeah. album. He had some hits on there too. A lot of big hits. Up. Yeah, like um, Kilimanjaro with No Sad No Bad Days in L.A. Like, yeah, but like now again, like he just did so well, it's his music career actually declined. It's true, bro, and that's why you never be uh, never take shit for granted, man. Yeah, you never know, man. It, Absolutely. Being on a small scale is a blessing too, because you get a chance to really experiment. If you blew Absolutely. up quick, people's eyes are on you. Absolutely, pressure is even higher. Hundred percent. Like if I blew when I first started my product, if I blew up the way that I did, I would have a completely different label, completely yeah. different product. I'm glad I was like I threw it into the market, tested the waters, see what was working, changed, and yeah, like I said, I'm still at that scale now where I could change, but I do also at the same time want to set a foundation, a solid, you know. I do say when it, when it comes to the logo, I think, I think the logo is going to stay. I think it encompass, encompasses the, the, the vision of the brand itself. But like who knows, man? Like When it comes to label, color, and stuff, yeah, like that right. makes a big difference. It makes a big difference, yeah. bro. But the work you put in is, is the majority of it. Absolutely. I've seen a Gary. Are you a fan of Gary V? I love him. I fuck with him, too. <laughs> and there was a kid that said 
he was asking him like uh help yourself bro. no i'm good bro i'm good appreciate um, it um there's a kid that asked him like oh like should i make the name like more this way should i make the way? yeah he's like it doesn't fucking matter you, <laughs> you gotta like start your yeah. shit first put the work in make your connections yeah sell some shit and then worry about the next step like you can't halt your fucking whole business over the logo like yeah let's go He's I, yet. This is my original logo, bro. And Young then Vince. I, I, I changed it to this one. Because, nice. Because I'd already started for a few years. And yeah. I'm like, okay, it's time for a change. But yeah. like, I'm not going to wait for the logo to start the shit. Absolutely. Like, that. So let me ask you this. What's what's behind the name Versatile Vigilante? Versatile is just... So first of all, I always like the Vs. Like, yeah. my name Vinny, like, yeah. works. But uh, Versatile is just something that I've always found very important trait like being yeah. able to talk to different types of people different subjects do different things mm-hmm. so that was a big thing for me and then Virg- vigilante i'm a big max b fan yeah and he used to refer to himself as a vigilante and yeah he had like an album called vigilante season so yeah I th- it was like a tribute to him he's still in jail right yeah you think you think he's gonna come out soon i do just because they've said he is but i don't <laughs> know and I'm trying to be hopeful. You yeah, know? I, I hope so, bro. Free, free my guy. But yeah, that's where that came from. And and even sometimes I'm like, man, I pick like too long of a name, nah. this and that. But I'm like, fuck it, let's go. Like, yeah. If I don't get to where I am because of my name, fuck it then. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. You can't you, you can't change it now. Like it, nah, it gets, bro. And, I feel and like it's set in stone. What you said earlier, where it's like. You, you gotta be your biggest rider. Like yeah. fuck that. I fuck with my name. Yeah. Let's keep pushing. I think I think it's very um, it's different and it's like uh, it's like it's you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's know. very much you. And the hope, and I like that you chose Sandy as the name, not your name. Yeah. Similar to mine is one day other people are involved with it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be like absolutely my name on their shit. Absolutely. You know, be more yeah. of a brand. I, I agree. And like I said, Sandy, of course, it's in regards to my mom, but Sandy is, again. It's it, close, it can, but it's not just you. Yeah, not just me. It could be anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, Again, like Franks. Exactly. Who the hell is Frank? Who's right? Frank, <laughs> yeah. man? Frank is probably somebody, but it, the whole company is, is is a large company itself. Um, but it's crazy you said that you're a Max B fan. I don't think a lot of people say that. Like, are it's my guy. Yeah, I I can't even say I I listen to him. Like, I know of him, of course. Max B, Action Bronson, yeah. guys like that. Even like Riff Raff. Yeah, really. Yeah. Those are the people I fuck because they were always kind of out out of the uh, main. Like, yeah. They're a little different. Yeah. And that's how I always related to so what do you think uh takashi 69 then man that's a great question when he was <laughs> when he was first out yeah. i liked i liked what he was doing because he was just a like weird you know yeah but when he started getting too deep with the gang shit i'm like this guy's fuck yeah but very interesting character bro because he Absolutely. was legitimately huge yeah he was huge no one could deny his success at that time, bro, it wasn't a long time, but he it was, was there. the biggest rapper. Absolutely. And, like, to say that his, I mean, again, I wasn't a fan, but his summer stuff was hype, dude. It was sick. It was lit. Like, um, the, the the amount of songs he's producing with big artists like Nicki Minaj and yeah. stuff, too, like, it was big. He had one, a movement, but he fell off. One thing I question to this day, man, like, he literally dissed every single gangster rapper you can name, but he's still alive. And it made, it made me honestly question, like, yo... Is he that big of a gangster, or are these guys not as big of a gangster as they th- claim to be? This guy? Yeah. The, and this guy, the Brooklyn guys? Yeah. They, I asked them about it on the yeah. podcast, and they're like, bro, he was hanging with people that we knew forever. Like, yeah. we, he's not from that. Yeah, like, we, yeah. We knew it wasn't what it was, but yeah. like, I don't know what happened. But think about it, dude. He dissed the game. LA rap, he's a blood. 
Chief Keef, yeah. YG. Who else did he diss? Are you just everybody, everybody else in the world? Um, uh, jeez, what's this guy's name? I forgot. All these like gangster rappers, you diss every single one of them, but he's still alive. You would like, I honestly thought when he dissed Chief Keef, I'm like, that's it. He's yeah. done. RIP, right? Chief Keef, bro, is that type of guy, though. I feel like he just wants to be left alone. Yeah, he is I that just, now. I don't think he gives a fuck. Nah. If it was like 10 years ago, maybe he would have. Yeah, 100%. I feel like he's established. He has yeah. his money. I don't think he lives that lifestyle anymore, which is a good thing. Yeah, I love Chief Keef. Yeah. Too. He's another guy. But these, like, these LA rappers, like the game who's been in this, like, as a blood for years, he has said, like, oh, you know, if you ever see you in LA, you know, it, it's done. It was disappointing, that whole shit, because he could have been something and yeah. he chose to not yeah he really just i even thought yo you could have the like the gangsters behind you but yeah. why do you have to be Against. talking that shit Absolutely. you know i think yeah it's good to have protection behind you this and that but you were talking way too much shit way bro. too much and you you make enemies in the industry yeah he's now i don't know what he even is like it's funny enough man you mentioned oh i mentioned it myself but um a couple weeks ago i was bored i just searched up his name on instagram just to see what he's doing he hasn't posted since like uh, 2021, like mid 2021. He's still probably making bread off his old shit, but yeah. like he's not what he was. No, man. And that's the, that's just the way it is. It's the way it is. Yeah, but you're right. Like, if he talks so much shit, like he made so much enemies. I, um, I don't like that strategy. <clears throat> I don't like the controversial shit. No. I, I'm not, I never was a fan of that, bro. No. Like action's a guy that's super just cool. You yeah. Know? Like that's what I like. Yeah. Have you ever heard of, you know, Hobson? Yeah. So Hobson, like he's he's I'm a great great rapper, but he was like notorious for dissing everybody. Yeah. I remember one episode, one not episode, a music video. He dissed Kendrick Lamar. Like yeah. I didn't like yo, you're Ken, like you're dissing Kendrick, like really, bro? Like out of all rappers, right? What's to that diss. series he had the songs? Yes. Uh, um, inside no. Inside the mind of Hobson. No, I know what you're talking about. It's like it's like different, like uh. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking there about. There was one of them when he was dissing like the future sound. Like, he yeah. made a song, but all the comments were like, bro, this is the best song yeah, ever made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember the music, but he had, like, uh, the foam cuffs, like, like 10 exactly. of them. Exactly. But it's like, okay. It was kind of fire. <laughs> it's fire. It was really fire. This thing is just not a good thing, no. bro. Like, business, podcast, music. Yeah. Like, well, there's no point. There's no point, but, like, that's, like, it's, like, entertainment. It's at quick, point. though. It, it goes away quick, and it gets you quick hits. Yeah. It's like, not for long term. No, but I don't think the people who do it, I don't think they do it for the hits. They do it for the actual, express their emotions. And that's an outlet that they use. Like, again, look at Nas's uh, diss track to Jay-Z Ether. It's considered the greatest diss track of all time. Yeah. And it's just fire. He, he Of course, he doesn't perform it ever. Yeah. Because he, he has a good relationship with him. But, like, to think about it, like, that was crazy, man. That was crazy. That, that rap beef... If it's on a song, okay. Yeah. But like, Takashi was just like telling you to S M D shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, go kill yourself. He's just yeah. doing some crazy Make stuff. Make a man. song, okay. But talking no. that shit, I don't know. Nah, man. And then, um, but looking back at with MGK dissing like Eminem, like I, I honestly thought that that this track was a really good this song. This track. I can't tell you a, a less interesting feud that really? I, I like. That was Eminem's a legend, but like I haven't listened to a new Eminem song in forever. Yeah, and that's then MGK, true. I never like listen to. I'll tell you what, man. In back in the day, like he's not like a rock star now. And yeah, it's not working. <laughs> so funny. But before, he was a really good rapper. He I has a lot of bars. He came out like two thousand nine, yeah, two thousand ten, something like Even that. Even twenty twelve era, like he was really good, and he, I do still believe he's a really good rapper. And that diss track, a lot of people diss Eminem, and a lot of people never had the guts to. But I rate him for having the guts to do it. And of course, the song was it was good. Like the diss track was really good. 
Um, well, of course, like then Eminem came back and just yeah. finished it. You know what I mean? Shout out MGK. He's got Megan he, Fox. And yeah. He's doing okay. He's doing better know? than me, bro. He, he's living my dream. He's doing his thing. <laughs> well, he'll uh, he'll put some sandies on. Oh on man, his shit one day. Hundred percent, man. But yo, tell me. Uh, Tell the people where can you buy this? What do you got going on? Absolutely. So I got a mo- camera. I got multiple ways to do it. So first and foremost, of course, I have. I'm on Instagram. I have a website you can order through online. You can also DM me on Instagram as well. Um, I'm also at a West Indian store in Brampton called Ravi's West Indian store. I'm on the shelf there. Okay. So if you're ever in Brampton, it's uh, Chinkuzi and Bovard. Um, definitely recommend you know reaching out. They have a they have a bunch of my products there. They also have my dad's products as well at the grocery cool. store. So if you want to get as his brand is called Prestige. If everyone any Prestige products, they're also there as well. So multiple ways, um, whatever it may be, whether you're in Canada or in the U.S. or anywhere across the world, I can ship to you. I had a few customers in Kentucky, in Edmonton, in uh, B.C. Sick. Yeah, so in Florida, of course. So I'm. I'm I've reached out to a lot of people, you know. So anywhere you name it, where you are, I'll, I'll get it to you. Sandy's hot sauce, man. Yeah. Up and coming. Let's get it. Let's do a quick dab before. Oh man. Hot sauce honor. All right. I don't know. <laughs> this one's pretty hot as it is, but fuck it. Quick one. Yeah, a little quick one for the just for the road. We gotta do it for Sean Evans, man. Yeah. Sean Evans, I'm coming for you, bro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers, buddy. Sandy's hot sauce. We're Salud. out here. Get a little bit dip going. Versatile Vigilante, Sandy's Hot Sauce. We're out here. Like and subscribe and bye. Yes, sir.